joining me today. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you that you said that you'd be where we are, so we know that you're here. We acknowledge your presence. We thank you that you're preparing us for your return, that you're telling us things to come, and you want us to be ready because it isn't your will that one should perish. So we just receive what you have to say to us today. We love you, praise you, give you all the glory in your name. We pray. Amen. He's so good, he's so in love with us. And a couple of weeks ago, he spoke audibly to me. I got out of bed and I heard him say, the hour of Jesus has come. And then the Holy Spirit said, what does that mean, Lord? And he said, an hour of testing is at hand. And so he's telling us that he's about to return. Two days later, I heard him again audibly. And he said, a great hour of testing is at hand. He said, I'm frustrated. Obey me. And he's been expanding on that for the last couple of weeks. And today he wanted me to talk about how frustrated he is and why he's frustrated and how we can fix that. And so what he's saying is that when he comes, Matthew 7, 21 through 23, we've been talking about that. When he comes, he said, many on that day will say to me, Lord, Lord, we did this in your name. We did that in your name. And he's going to say, I didn't know you, you who practice lawlessness. And so what we have to understand is when we say we believe in Jesus, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. When you believe in Jesus, that means you're going to obey him. You're going to practice his law. And so he said that um, not everyone who says to me, actually, verse 21, I didn't say that verse 21, not everyone who says to me will enter into the kingdom of heaven, Lord, Lord, everyone that's asking. And so it's going to be a time where many are going to be flustered and frustrated themselves because they, they hadn't practiced his law. And so he wants us to know that ahead of time which I think is very cool, very kind of him. He's not going to just pop in. He doesn't want to come as a thief in the night, but he's saying because we're not listening, that's the way it's going to be. And I wanted to point out where he was frustrated with the disciples in Matthew 17. What happened is a man brought his son to the disciples and wanted him cured. He was epileptic, and he brought... Um, the boy to Jesus and said, your disciples couldn't do anything. Can you do anything? Jesus said, of course. Um, Anything is possible for him who believes. Jesus answered, he was talking to the disciples, oh, you unbelieving, warped, and wayward, rebellious, thoroughly preserved, perverse generation. This is the Amplified Classic Bible. How long am I to remain with you? How long am I to be with you? Bring him over to me. How long am I to bear you, actually, it says. Bring him to me, and then he cast that demon out. So he sounded rather frustrated, right? How long am I to bear you? Oh, you of little faith. And that's what he's saying. He's frustrated. That's what he's saying to us today. And maybe you're thinking, well, I'm not a disciple, but you are a disciple. If you believe in him, if you're a follower, you're a disciple. And he is asking us who believe to do his greater work. He said that in John 14, 12. He said, if you believe with, if you believe in me, I tell you the truth, you're going to do what I was doing and even greater things than I did. And so that's why he's frustrated because we're not doing that. And so on that day, 
is he going to, is he, does he mean what he says? Is he going to say, I didn't know you, you who practice lawlessness? Because we didn't do his work. Because um, we're just being this meek, quiet Christian. He said to be like him. He said, imitate your father. And when he was here, he caused quite the ruckus. He was bold about his faith. He went around doing good, and and he 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 showed distinctly who the Father is. But we don't. We don't. In fact, we let the enemy control us. And he's frustrated that we don't look at the Word and do the Word. He's frustrating. He's saying, I'm frustrated. Obey me. And so on that day, I'm sure that he is saying that it's not going to be so good for many, many on that day are going to say, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name, we did this in your name, we did that in your name. And and that's even saying, you know, that they did things in his name, like prophesy and cast out demons. And so that isn't even all of it, right? And James says, or John says, no, James says, if you break one law, you break all the law. So it's not enough to just do one thing. You got to completely move into his kingdom completely believe, completely commit to him. And really, um, when you ask Jesus to come in your heart and be the Lord of your life, that's what you're doing. You're saying, I commit to live in your kingdom. I commit to be a part of what you're doing, your quest. I commit to be a disciple. That's really what you're saying. And so in order to have all that understanding, the first thing you got to commit to is to get up every day and spend time with him, get to know him. You know, if you don't know his law, how are you going to know that you're not practicing it? And so that is the vital part of it that we get to know him. You can't trust someone you don't know. And he said, he's going to say, many on that day are, are going to say, Lord, Lord. And he's going to say, I didn't know you. I wasn't acquainted with you, he said to the five virgins. And so if we're not acquainted with him, you know, if we're just going through the motions of being religious, then then what? Is he going to say, I didn't know you, you who practice lawlessness? Because you didn't even know the law that you were missing. We talked the other day about my mom. She had to forgive. He said she wasn't ready for heaven because she had to forgive. We have to be in agreement with him in order to live with him when we leave here. So it's not only about moving in with him. It's about getting ready right here and right now, getting right with him. We're not just going to move in. He said um, to me one day, he said, many think they're going to move in with me someday, but right here and right now, they don't have time for me. They don't agree with me. And still they think they're going to move in with me someday. So we got to make time to get to know him and get in agreement with him. And, you know, the big thing he's wanting me to say is we have to get before him individually and find out where we're missing it. And so today he wants to talk about doing his work. And I wanted to read to you in Mark 16. So Mark 16, verse 15. He said to them, go into all the world and preach, publish openly the good news, the gospel, to every creature of the whole human race. He who believes, who adheres to trust and relies on the gospel, and him whom it sets forth is baptized and is baptized, will be saved from the penalty of eternal death. But he who does not believe, who does not adhere to trust and rely on the gospel, to whom it set forth, will be condemned. 
And these attesting signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new languages. They will pick up serpents. And even if they drink something deadly, it will not hurt them. Um, They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. This just reminds me of when my son was a little and we were brushing his teeth and I had him rinsing with baking soda and peroxide and um, are brushing with it. And he drank um, peroxide by mistake. And I was just starting to be really serious about God. And um, I was going to go call my mom and ask her what she thought. And I heard the Holy Spirit say this to me. You can drink something deadly and it won't hurt you. And so I had this great peace that came on the inside of me. And so I was also thinking about um, the virus everybody's so afraid of. It's not going to hurt you. It's not going to hurt you if you believe. We have to put our trust in him. You know, and Jesus was always also talking to me this morning about being on fire for him. You know, getting to that place where we just believe it. And you know how you do that is faith comes by hearing the word. And so we got to purposefully hear the word and hear the word and hear the word. Get it in our heart so it grows and it comes out of our mouth. That's what's going to happen. When you're on fire for Jesus, you've eaten so much of the word of God that you can't help but speak it and believe it and walk in it. And yeah, everyone's going to think you're crazy and that's okay. Because you are going to be peculiar. Jesus said they're not going to like you because they didn't like me. They didn't like Jesus. He he was forward. He was bold. And he was convicting. And that's how we are to be. We're supposed to be on fire. In fact, Jesus said if he, he wished we were cold or, or hot and not lukewarm. Because if we're lukewarm, he's going to spew us out of his mouth. And so he's warning us. He's saying he's coming. And we're to get ready. We're to start doing his work. We're to start practicing his law. We're to know him. So on that day, he's not saying, away from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. This is his law. If you believe, then you're going to be doing his work. If you believe you're a disciple, if you ask him to come and live on the inside of you and make a commitment to him, then that is exactly what he's asking you to do. And then on that day, he's not going to say, away from me, I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. He's going to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. So the main thing that you want to do in this day to be a part of what he's doing, to be that disciple, to do that greater work, is get up every day and ask him, what's my part today, Lord? What do you want me to do, Lord? I'm here to serve you. I commit to you. I want to live in your kingdom here and now and when I leave here. That's what he's asking us to do. To do the greater work is more than just doing this. It's to love. It's to forgive. It's to learn his His way. The greater work is doing greater than just um, existing. Worrying about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, and what you're going to wear. The greater work is doing his will here on the earth. To do what he was doing. Not to just, you know, exist and, as I said, worry about your needs, but to serve, to make sure. You know, his main thing is salvation. He wants everyone to be saved. He he doesn't want anyone to perish. And that's why he's so frustrated. Because, you know, we say we love him. 
We, we sing worship songs to him, but we don't hear him. We don't get on our knees and hear him. We don't take the word and put it in our heart and hear him. And so he's saying many on that day are going to think they're right with me, and they're not. They're, they don't have ears to hear. They're not listening. They're not willing to be corrected. And he corrects those that he loves. So let him correct you. Get up every morning and say, correct me, Lord. Correct me. Make me right with you. So on that day that um, I stand before you, that I hadn't rejected you, so you have to reject me. I'll never forget what he said to me when my son was born. He was born with a birth defect, and I loved Jesus. I did. And he, he showed up in my hospital room, and he said, before I even called out to him, after they told me my son had a birth defect, and you know what he said? He said there was nothing I could do. And I didn't know what he meant at the time, but getting to know him, taking him seriously, and spending time more time with him every day than I had before, and just trying to keep on seeking, keep on knocking, trying to get that revelation knowledge, he said, because I was practicing lawlessness. If we don't obey him, we're not really right with him. We're not living in his kingdom, and he can't do for us. He, he doesn't have, like, special favorite people that he does things for, but those who are in agreement with him, those who are on the vine. You may not be perfect, but if you're on the vine, he's going to get those dead branches off you. And so that is what he's saying. He, he's not saying on that day that you have to be perfect, but he's saying, if you abide in me and I abide in you, if we're in agreement, you can ask whatever you will, and you'll be proving to be true disciples of mine, and you'll be glorifying the Father. And not frustrating him. When, you, when he's taken off the dead branches, that means you're in agreement. You're saying, correct me, Lord. You're getting up every day and say, saying, correct me, Lord. And you're being a witness for him. You're showing the Father. When we call ourselves Christians and we're not in agreement with him, it makes them look bad. And um, it, we're not attracting those to the kingdom. So what he's saying is... Um, you know, when we're in agreement with him, when we're glorifying the Father, it's because we're in attraction. We're showing how good he is. But when we say we're Christians and we're walking on the white path and we're not doing as well, he's frustrated with us. So if you never asked Jesus to be your Lord, if you I never asked him to come and live on the inside of you and, and you want to get in agreement with him, you want to commit to him, and be a part of what he's doing here on the earth, then I want to say that prayer with you. Dear Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you want to live on the inside of us, and it's not your will that any of us should perish. We thank you and praise you that you want to grow us up, that you want to teach us how to be in agreement with you, and you even want us to do your work for you. You want us to show who you are. And so we just commit to you right now. We thank you that you would just do that in us. Come and live on the inside of us. Live on the inside of us and teach us who you are. We commit to you. We are going to heed your voice. And we're, we're willing for you to just send us out and do that thing that you're calling us to do. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. So good. He's so in love with you. If you said that prayer, he is living on the inside of you. 
And I just hear him saying that he has a word for us. So let's see what that is. Okay, he said, I'm coming and I'm coming soon. It is not my will that one should perish. So get ready. Get on your knees every day. Hear my word to you and know that as I correct you, I am making you right with me. Just take heed to that one direction at a time. Okay. So thus saith the Lord. He is just reaffirming what I said today. The thing that he wants you to know is to get ready. To get ready. He's coming. And he'll give you one direction at a time. And when you do that, that makes you right with him. So John 1.1 1, 1 says, he is his word. So you want to look at the word to get to know him if you said that prayer for the first time. If you're recommitting, you want to do that too. Devour it. Binge on it. Take it in. Take it in so that you, you know what his commands are and so that you can do them. Do everything you know to do. If it seems too hard, just ask him to help you. He will. He's good. He's in love with you. So thank you so much for listening today. And God bless you.